Are you having difficulty in focusing on the present moment? Let's learn more about mindfulness and why it is important to cherish the now with my nation, Anton Paderanga. And how are you doing, Anton? I'm fine. Thank you so much for asking, Danny. So today in this episode, we are going to talk about mindfulness. We keep on hearing it everywhere, especially when we talk about self-care. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness basically is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where we are and what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And it also means we are not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. So I would say like mindfulness is just a quality of alert, open awareness. And it's really different from a multitasking mind, wherein mm-hmm. mindfulness is just a state of mind that has the ability to pay attention in a particular way on purpose. And it's always at the present moment. I would like to emphasize what you said about being at the present moment. When we do mindfulness meditation, for example, you always hear that being at the present moment. Why do we have to be at the present moment, especially these days that everyone is so busy? We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're entering um, a new season of lockdown, in fact. But things are just still so busy for everyone. Work doesn't stop even if we're working from home. School doesn't stop for the students. So why is there a need to be at the present moment? Because a lot of times, right, we are overwhelmed with the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and our overwhelm also tends to paralyze us. And also, there are people as well who tend to live in the past. Like, they beat themselves up um, for the mistakes or the mm-hmm. things that happened in the past. So, living in the present really gives us the chance to learn from the many events that go on and on in our daily lives. You may think that you do not pay enough attention to your reality when, mm-hmm. in fact, all you do is you think about the consequences of your past action or how scary the future is. Even if there are a lot of negative things as to say that are happening right now, I think being present also helps us be grounded and it yeah. helps us, you know, remind ourselves that there are also good things that are happening. One of the, the myths that I want to debunk is that you don't need to be like some sort of meditation expert or whatnot to mm-hmm. practice mindfulness. All you do need is these principles. Number one, you have to intentionally set time and space. So you don't need any fancy cushion or bench or some sort of special equipment to access your skills on mindfulness. Set aside some time and space. Another Thing that's also very important is that you need to observe the present moment as it is. You know, the aim of mindfulness is not quieting the mind or attempting to achieve a state of eternal calm, but rather we just want to pay attention to the present moment without mm-hmm. judgment. I know it's easier said than done. And then a third principle that I also want to share is you have to let your judgments roll by. The thing is, when we are trying to meditate or we're trying to be mindful, there are so many thoughts that come to our head and the tendency is we tend to judge them during our practice. But what I want you to know is that you just need to acknowledge or make a mental note of them and then let them pass. And you always need to go back to the present moment as it is. So our mind often gets carried away in thought. That's why mindfulness is also the practice of returning again and again 
to the present moment. And the last thing that I want to share also is that you have to be kind to your wandering mind. That's just one of the things that, you know, it takes practice to be mindful. It's not like an overnight and a snap, you're mindful. It will take time. And there will be days wherein you feel like you're, you're very mindful, but there will be days that you will be distracted. And that's okay. Don't judge yourself for whatever thoughts crop up or just practice recognizing when, when your mind has wandered off and then you have to just be gentle in bringing it back. I just want to zero in in what you said that being mindful is being grounded or getting your wandering mind back to the present moment. Anton, what are the reasons we are not present in the moment? And it could be attributed either something from the past or also mm-hmm. something from for the future. So, for example, like me, I'm very forward-looking as a person. Mm-hmm. I tend to get excited with like the future. But at the same time, when I get too excited, that's also when I become overwhelmed with, oh my God, it's just so stressful. And there, I mean, it hasn't happened, but I'm already anxious. I tend to overthink. And um, that's why it's really important that you just learn how to go back to the present, meaning learning to live in the now. And for people, there are people also, again, like there are people who are trapped in their past selves Mm -hmm. and they can't just accept um, whatever they've done in the past. That's why it's hard for them also to move forward. There has never been a time when your life wasn't now. So the present is just so transient that, you know, this line or this, this thing that I'm saying is already part of the past. Right? The future, on the other hand, is what you project when you think about what you'll be doing like this weekend or tomorrow, what you're going to focus on as your next project. Mm-hmm. So the present moment is just so important because it is the only time we can modify our actions and decisions. One of the beauties of being in the moment or enjoying the present is that we can never go back to this time, right? And yeah. For some people, it's always about speed. It's always about being in a hurry. Like, yeah. I want, for example, that was how I was when I was younger. When I was in high school, I wanted to go to, college. to college. Then I wanted yeah, to work. Same. I have learned to slow down and cherish what is the now because I can never go back to it. And there are really re- lessons that we will only learn in the specific seasons of our lives. That's why it is important to savor the moment. I also like what you said about being intentional. That you Mm -hmm. set an intention with your routines, you set an intention for the day. Because it's very helpful, like having a routine every day. Because sometimes it happens, you know, when you're super busy, you wake up and then the next thing you know, it's already nighttime and you're still not done with work or you're too tired to do something else but rest. So I think it's very important to be intentional and mindful of how you're going to spend your day as well. So in line with this, I would like to ask also, where is mindfulness applicable? Or 
how will we apply being mindful at work in our personal lives or even in our relationships? One of the things or misconceptions that people have with mindfulness is that you all need to do is to meditate. But in reality, again, right, the principle or the definition of mindfulness is just being alert, being that quality attention or paying attention mm-hmm. to whatever you are doing at the present moment. For instance, that's why there's called mindful eating. Meaning when you're eating mindfully, it means that you're paying attention to like the texture of the food, the taste, right? So it's wow. not like you're in a rush. So th- yeah, those are like the, yeah. yeah, you're enjoying it and you're savoring um, the moment. That's what being mindful is all about. You can bring mindfulness into the different parts of your life. For example, um, with your morning routine, I know the tendency is with the work from home setup, our the boundaries between work from home just blurred so much. Yes. And I think a lot of us are guilty that when we wake up, the first thing that we do is rush into our computer and answer those emails. Mm-hmm. And that honestly doesn't help us become mindful. Because we already um, allowed ourselves to be overwhelmed by the, the fear or the panic of I haven't replied to your message or I'm almost late for work. But having starting your day mindfully involves just learning to take things slow and learning to yes. just appreciate the time. So, for example, um, when you're going to take a bath, you pay attention to the water that's um that you're putting uh, that you're feeling um when you're taking a bath um, or the soap the shampoo so those little things they will really help you a lot that's very important if you want to have if you want to continuously like have the quality state of mind throughout your workday you don't want to feel agitated so you set the tone of your day intentionally so that's Mm -hmm. why having morning routines are very important and there's been a lot of studies showing that a lot of successful or happy people they have great morning routines aside from your morning routine you can also intentionally curate your workspace with things that would bring you back to the present moment. It could be like a message, a motivational message, an inspiring quote, or if you're like me who loves essential oils, like when you're stressed throughout the day, you can just grab the essential oil and just smell the essential oil and then just focus your attention to the smell. That makes a difference. So you wouldn't be as agitated as you used to or you don't feel rushed or frustrated. When you're mindful, again, you want to be intentional, right? You want to plan your day. So have a time, three minutes to an hour where you just, so this is what I'll be doing today. These are the top three things that I have to accomplish Mm -hmm. today. Once you set the tone in that sense, you're able to be more organized and you carry things a lot easier instead of like you being thrown out of the place because you're distracted but now that you know that okay these are the three important things that I need to do today mm-hmm. and I'll call it a day once I finish these three things a lot easier for you to stick to that because you know that you were able to commit to it you can also journal you can have a notebook where you just want to vent if you are frustrated with a co-worker or you're frustrated with your boss journaling in itself is a practice of mindfulness because you're acknowledging the emotions that you're feeling your distress that you're feeling uh, or the frustration that you're feeling whatever you're feeling you're taking the time to acknowledge and you're writing it down so you're, it's, the notebook basically serves as an outlet. But aside from it being like a journal, it's also a great 
tool for you to use, especially when it comes to um, when you have an idea that pops out to your mind, and then we tend to forget our ideas, yes. even how great it is, because we weren't able to write it down. It's also possible, you know, bring mindfulness to your meetings. So, for example, is like it's important. When you meet with your boss or with your colleague, always ask yourself, what is the intention of this meeting? Um, what will I be talking about? Because the moment that you know the intention of your meeting, it's a lot easier for you to not get um, swayed away with other things. But instead, you tend to really focus and have yes. that rich discussion on yes. the agenda that you're going to talk about. And I guess um, it lessens the anxiety as well on your part. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what to prepare. You know what to say. So, yes. okay, I, this is what we'll be talking about today. So, you know also what to prepare for. What more or less will be the expectations from you coming to that meeting. I also do know that, you know, it's also important but that you bring your best self to your meeting. So, it can be like have a 15-minute break or have something, you know, before going entering to that meeting. You can work do yoga for 15 minutes. There's a lot of videos in my nation. They have Mind You. And there's so yes. many collections of resources, simple techniques. If you're able to like see the exercises in Mind You, it's just a minute. The most is like 10 minutes. You have to um, think about empathy, especially with your boss. We tend to, um, to judge our boss because they're like this or like that but in reality they may have like the struggles that we don't see because we're not in the position because like there might be struggles coming from other aspects of their work that we may not be able to understand so i think it's very important to also communicate from a place of empathy I know meetings also tend to become like a source of distraction. Mm -hmm. So for those things, man, I would recommend that if you're the one leading the meeting, always have an agenda, have an intention, and then ask yourself who needs to be in this meeting, right? I mean, yes. because the tendency is we tend to invite everyone. Everyone. They're not, they're not important. They wouldn't be able to um, contribute anything to the discussion. Yes, so it's unnecessary. Yeah, unnecessary. Also, ask yourself, how long should it take? Ideally, the best meetings are 30 minutes. I mean, an hour is already like a lot for a lot of people, but 30 minutes. And then how can you uh, maximize that meeting? Have an agenda. Like bring mm -hmm. that agenda, have a document where these are the things that we will be discussing so that once you come there to that meeting, there will be less processing but more discussion because it's important and i think the last important thing when you're leading a meeting a mindful meeting you want to be a safe space when there will be criticism or feedback or you know something negative that will be for um when you present your idea let your you have to be able to communicate or showcase an aura that is um that is accepting and that it's not you're not going to take it against them if they negated your idea or something like that. So it's always important to establish that this meeting room or this, since we're in a work from home setup, this virtual meeting that we have, mm -hmm. it's going to be um, a safe space. Oh There's gosh. a lot of things that where we can bring mindfulness into because for some people, we might just think that mindfulness just applies in meditation, right? There's this kind yeah. of image that you just have to sit down and breathe in, breathe out for a couple of minutes. But apparently, you can apply 
mindfulness in other activities like for example all those things you mentioned meetings even taking a bath journaling you know it's very wonderful to hear that and it's very practical to help us get grounded to help us process what is happening in our days and again it is all about setting an intention in whatever we do did you always have this kind of mindset and how did being mindful and present help you mindfulness just really helped change my life because like when i was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder in 2018 one of the things that was recommended to me by my mm-hmm. psychologist was that i needed to practice mindfulness and at first because there was this misconception on why of how mindfulness should look like Mm-hmm. I thought like, oh my God, it's going to be overwhelming. I don't want to do it. But when I do it, when I was really taught and what, you know, how to bring mindfulness, that quality of alert present on um, attention to everything that I do, um, it, really, it really helped me a lot in terms of my um, anxiety. It helped manage my anxiety. You tend to like get so overwhelmed with the future, even if it hasn't happened. Yes. Like you tend to overthink and it's, affecting your daily life and that affected at the time since i was in university my schoolwork uh, mindfulness just has a lot of pieces that's what i realized through that practice you know it could be breath work moving my body journaling my thoughts or utilizing my senses to the fullest and you know it was a struggle but again like what i mentioned earlier as one of the principles it takes consistent practice you have to constantly practice and show up to it mindfulness has just really like changed my life in so many ways so i have noticed that i've become more kinder more compassionate to myself i've also been more intentional and also i've been less annoyed like with the little things Mm -hmm. so i'm also more in tune with my feelings meaning i acknowledge my feelings it's a lot easier for me to acknowledge whatever i'm feeling And I think this one is a big one. With mindfulness, I was also able to become a better listener. Listening in itself, before, it's so, it's so underrated. Listening to someone who's talking, listening to your friend who's mm-hmm. um, sharing a story, and being able to be 100% attention, that totally like changes the game, especially with your relationships, right? it's a lot easier to form deeper connections, right? So I've also had like changes with my relationship because of that. And I also learned to like appreciate the little things in life. Mindfulness helped cultivate even more empathy for me. And I do think that empathy is one of my, one of my strengths as a person because, um, and com- because empathy helps cultivate also compassion that in turn also helps you become a better advocate for all the causes that you fight for because with empathy and compassion it just goes to show that you care when you're mindful about this your surroundings you're mindful about the environment you are more inclined to take action i hope that our listeners will also be able to get like the benefits that mindfulness can have wow thank you so much anton 
And um, I've learned so much about mindfulness. And to our listeners, you can you can also message Mind Nation on Facebook. Thank you so much for coming to this episode. And I just want to leave you with a quote from Eckhart Tolle, who's the author of The Power of Now. And he said, wherever you are, be there totally. So now I hope you can all appreciate the importance of mindfulness, how you can bring mindfulness and practice it to improve our performance, strengthen relationships, and also practice it for yourself because the most important relationship that you have is yourself. Thank you so much, Danny, for having me. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Mind Nation podcast and I am your host, Danny Nakpil. If you decide to be more mindful in your everyday life, you can email MindNation at book at themindnation.com or give us a chat on Facebook to book a session with a well-being coach or psychologist. Thank you and stay safe.